Do you like Core? I know you do. And if you do, you're going to want to help us out over on our new Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash core show and show us some love today. Hey, uh, I don't think so. Lucio taking over the airwaves. Let's drop the beat! The swarm's here now. These tracks invested. Lucio rapping, but I got that punk bested. So I'll be laughing every second as you try to deal Get with back. a Zerg-infested Russian who can also eat. Oh, let's break it! just took off and he's here blowing the roof off of you slots without jobs. How you didn't expect my massive Zerg rush? This was just a taste of what I have in store. So I'll say Das Vidanya and push you back to the core. Nailed it! So good, man. One of the best things ever. I freaking love it. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Core. It's Core, the Heroes of the Storm podcast that uh, just got back from BlizzCon. All three of us were there. I'm Scott. Uh, I am here with Bo and John. And uh, we had a good time, didn't we? We sure did, everybody. Didn't we have a good time? We had a good time. We had a great time. <laughs> we had a great time. It was a fantastic time. I just realized my speakers are on. Ah, see, always professional, always good, even after uh, a week at BlizzCon. The funny thing is, the con hadn't even... Well, still hadn't even begun. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? We weren't even... I was there for two days already, a week ago, and the whole thing hadn't even begun yet, uh, but it was uh, great seeing you guys and hanging out. We're going to talk all about that in a second, but before we do that, there's some nasty news here. We're going to start things with us freaking out a little bit. Something they didn't talk about at BlizzCon when John and I did that interview, which is on the feed. If you missed it, you can go back and check that out. Claudio was great. Love talking to him. Uh... You'll notice they didn't say anything about it. You'll notice none of the announcements were about it. None of the panels, deep dives, uh, what's next panels, none of that stuff seemed to bring up this little uh, this little nugget of information. And I use the word nugget specifically because you might say a gem is like a little nugget, right? You might say. Anyway, Heroes launch skins will be gem only. Why didn't they say anything about this there? Is it because there's no good way to spin it and it sounds crappy, even uh, no matter if it was at BlizzCon or not? Probably. Uh, it's kind of confusing, but I'm going to throw it to John. I'm going to hand him the little uh, the little uh, b- baton there, and he's going to explain what this is. You've had a day to sort of s- simmer down <laughs> about this issue, but you're probably as more versed with it than any of us. So, John, what's going on with gems and launch skins? Well, hey, everybody. Hi. Uh, didn't we all have a wonderful BlizzCon? We I know did. I did. We did. Uh, I'm actually really bummed. I'm sad that like the first thing on our post-BlizzCon show is kind of going, oh, man, what a bummer about a decision they made. Mm. But that's the world we live in. And as much as I'd like to say let's not talk about it, I kind of think that that's exactly what Blizzard did, and we should probably talk about it. Yeah. And Honestly, that's the part about this that probably just makes me the saddest. Isn't isn't that they've decided to to go this route? And and what I'm talking about specifically is a blog post. You can go look it up yourself. That they are going to be selling heroic uh, and gem only skins, heroic bundles as gem only skins now. Mm. And so what that means is when a character comes out, you've got the big bundle uh, of skins for that initial launch. And going forward, it's something that you can only buy with gems. It's not going to be in loot boxes. It's not going to be something that you can create with shards. You get them all, but you have to pay with real money if you want to do it. Yeah, keeping in mind, that's the important crux here, is that gems 
are money. Uh, they yeah. replaced money. It, it's almost like they've gone back to pre 2.0, how you would purchase stuff on day one. It's just that now it's disguised as gems that you purchase with money instead of just straight up money. Yeah. And look, I love Heroes of the Storm. I dedicate a chunk of time every week to doing a show about Heroes of the Storm. And I love most of the decisions that they do. But this one really hit me wrong for a couple reasons. One is the fact that they felt no need to talk about it during BlizzCon. In fact... They talked about it on the day most people were traveling back from BlizzCon. That could be a coincidence, but I kind of don't think it was. Mm. And I also noticed that when you read the blog, they filter it through this like, guys, we are doing you guys such a favor. Oh, man, you're going to be so excited. This is going to be great. This is the best thing we've ever done for you guys, the players. <laughs> you're going to be able to give us money. Yeah, Like, it's just, oh, it's weirdly worded, and it snuck in there, and then it even closes with a, and hey, we really care about how you guys feel about this, so let us know, and then they lock comments on it, so you can't, <laughs> you can't actually comment on the actual thread. You have to go to Reddit, which exploded about this thing. Mm. So, I mean... I want heroes to make money. I genuinely do. And if they're having problems making money, then yes, they should absolutely reevaluate how they make money for this game. I think that's important. But this also feels like a tiny little band-aid. Like this doesn't feel like it's going to change anything that greatly for them and maybe they're just testing the waters with it. But to me the the biggest issue is that I think it kind of needs a whole overhaul. I think we need a 2.0 for how we give Blizzard money in this game. Because I hear on other podcasts, I hear from friends, I think it myself. Man, there are so many things I would probably buy in this game if I could. But so much of what I want isn't available for a direct purchase. It's like, okay, well, I could throw my money into the ether on loot boxes, uh... Or I could not and just play the game for free and keep going and not spend any money. And so it was a bit of a bummer. The way, so I don't want to sound like I'm just doing nothing but poo pooing this. Here's the positives. So in the past, when they did this release, like let's take Malthiel, for example. Sure. We all know the skins that came out around the same time as Malthiel. There was a really, really cool version that was a frosted version. Like it looked like he had ice on it. Mm -hmm. That wasn't part of the bundle for Malthiel. And so I do think that there were a, a bunch of people that were saying, man, it's really weird that some of these skins just are not part of the bundle and some of them are. Like, that seems a little weird to me. So the positive spin they're putting on this is that you get them all now. Mm -hmm. You get all the skins and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to say, oh, the ones I want are in there or not in there uh, and I'm getting a bunch I don't want. That is cool. That is a positive. Uh, and for Alex Straza and Hanzo, you're paying the same price that you would pay for those old bundles, even though it has more in it. Also a nice thing. But they've only committed that to those two heroes. So in the foreseeable future, they can jack that price way up for any hero after Hanzo. Mm. And uh, generally speaking, it just seems like a, kind of a... Kind of a questionable decision 
And again, my issue isn't so much of them trying to make money. I want heroes to make money. It's how they handled it. It's how they presented it. And it's how they treated me as a player. Mm. Interesting. Bo, I, I'm dying to hear your take on this. How do you feel about it? Uh, so I don't think... Okay, I don't think that this was sent out with any anticipation that this would be poorly received. I, don't, I just don't see any company offering customers a new deal and actually thinking they're going to pull one by their customers. Never mind that Blizzard's not a company with a reputation to do stuff like that. Right. So unless this was like the act of some vigilante inside Blizzard, I think this seems like a good idea to them, but probably not big enough to be on the stage, like store stuff on the stage. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I understand that a lot of people have reacted strongly to it. I guess my take was I was a little, I found it confusing. I didn't, I don't understand what this is for. And I think, I think John makes some good points, mm. but um, the part that I find confusing, John, let me put the question to you thusly. Okay. Let's say this was the deal. You know, the launch skins come in a bundle. They're available indefinitely. But you could also obtain them from loot boxes and fabricate them with shards. Any problems with that? Um, I, if you... I don't think I have an issue with that. I think that'd probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think... Like, you know, we live in a mobile world. Well, word. <laughs> we live in a mobile mobile world. Yeah. And we're all used to playing these games that are that are that don't have the quality and reputation of Blizzard on our phones and in other places right. that will offer you, con speed up the process of getting very slow content through money transactions. Yeah. Which, which to me is, it's so curious why Heroes doesn't do this. The slow way is to take a chance and get loot boxes and earn them through the game or buy the boxes. And the fast way is here, Blizzard, I don't want to play your loot box game. Let me give you 15 bucks for the, or $10 for the red Primeval Diablo skin because I got the green one with the loot box system. I don't want to do it that way. Like either way, presumably Heroes is getting money at some level or some long-term patronage uh, if you're totally free to play. Mm -hmm. What's curious about this to me is that they're gem only. I think that's the. I think that seems like a good idea to the people who've released this thing, and and I think that's the part that's making me scratch my head a little bit. Like, why aren't they in the loot boxes? Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's confusing, especially when their language in the blog is, "We're giving you even more ways to acquire these skins," but no, you're not. You're giving us one way to acquire the skins, just one, and yeah. it's gems. That's the way. Yeah. And there's no way, I, I don't want to say there's no way, you can accrue gems by playing the game. Yeah, it takes forever. You are though. not realistically going to do it anytime soon. I don't remember what the exact number is, but I think it's like every 25 levels, or is it every 50 levels? Maybe it's even every 100. I don't remember exactly. But you do get a, a few gems when you hit big benchmarks on your player 25. progression it's, level. It's, a, it's 150 gems per 25 levels. Mm. Okay. And so the bundle um, is like 1,200-some gems mm -hmm. to give you an idea of where where we're at and what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. So 10 to 12 bucks, depending on how much discounting you get from how many gems you buy. Right. Right. Like, Right, right, so right. realistically, you're not earning it, most likely, because there's no. going to be 
eight of these things by the time you earn enough for one if you're playing nonstop. Well, what if the messaging was more like, what if instead of them saying, hey, uh, there's here's a cool new way to do this. It's with gems. Hey, hey. What if they just came out and just said, um, yeah, we need to make an adjustment to the way this the, the game is uh, monetizing itself. And one of those ways we're going to do it is, is we're going to have, I mean, my personal feeling is that I wish gems didn't exist in the game. Um, as a as a stand-in for real money, I think that's weird. Maybe you have to if it's a droppable thing because you yeah. can't drop money. Um, so that's maybe that's what they said at the press summit. Okay, so if that's Just the whole reason that was asked, if that's the whole reason for gems, fine, I get it. There's lots of legal ramifications, but I'd rather them just come out and go, yeah, we're 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 giving you premium. These are the premium things to buy. So if you want to buy a premium thing, here, here's here's one we have. It's a bundle, and it's these things, and you get them all, and that's going to be real money as translated to gems uh, or any that you've had drop. So I wish that maybe that was the messaging, just more straightforward and less sort of, there's a new magical way on the heels of 2.0 that we've, you know, I don't need that in my life. I'd rather just have, hey, yo, we're, you know, we're going to start selling these bundles, and we're going to do it this way. Oh, one of the downsides is it's not going to be um, in loot boxes, but that's the way we're, uh, you know, the business stuff moving forward has to be that. I think they would have gotten a better response. Well, plus they're not adding anything to the game. Like, look at look at it from this way, and how would you guys feel about this? If they came out and said, hey, we are going to be doing gem-only skins in addition to the normal skins that we put out with a hero that's an easier pill to swallow because you don't feel like you're losing out on content. This feels like, hey, we're putting out the same amount of content we're normally putting out for these heroes, except now you can only give us gems for them. Mm. So it actually feels like you're losing something if you're not willing to spend the gems. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another part of it that, that doesn't feel great. I, what I would like to see heroes do is I think it has too many currencies. We've got loot boxes, we've got gems, we've got shards, and we've got gold. And that seems like way too many for how simple this loop is. I think we need to get rid of one. And I, and I think, ultimately, to get rid of one, I would like to get rid of two. I'd like to see gems go away, I'd like to see gold go away, and I'd like to see one new currency, we'll call it platinum for now, take over in place of it and have platinum be used for everything. It's what you acquire by playing games in small amounts. It's what you spend for re-rolls. It's what you spend to buy items in the store. I think all the items in the store should be purchasable. Like I feel like you should be encouraged to be constantly spending platinum, or whatever it's called, and also constantly earning it at a slow rate, but able to buy it if you want to accelerate that. So again, mm -hmm. it goes back to the slow progression method is free fast progression method is paid mm. and i to me that solves a lot of issues i'm sure they've considered it and there's a reason they don't do it but to me that's a payment model that makes sense as a consumer as opposed to one that's kind of confusing right now yeah it is a little jumbly right now I'm, I'm, i'll give you that i'm not so sure i'm i'm that worked up about the gems thing as i am about uh just that it's just it's confusing and, which is an, alone probably the reason they didn't talk about it at BlizzCon or it wasn't part of the uh, the interviews or press packets or any of that stuff because it is just adding additional confusion. I always feel this way about I mean, it's a different animal because it's all fake, but it reminds me of the in-game currencies that World of Warcraft used to have and still has to some degree. But back in the day, man, it, it was ridiculous. 
the numbers of currencies that you would have. And the only things you could get at certain places were certain currencies and none of them were transferable or tradable. And I just think you paint yourself into a corner when you have too much of that. So my prediction is they'll do this for a bit and then they'll make adjustments to it. Either gem drop rates will increase or they'll do something else to try to appease it because this isn't so much like a, a bad plan. Like everyone here is saying, we want them to make money. Absolutely. Freaking lutely. I want them to make money. I want to spend money on this game. Um, I'm not sure this is the way I want to do it. And does this really mean they're not making money? Like, I, I it doesn't think, mean that. No, we, I, I mean, mean, you know, we're making, are, are we, we're guessing. Yeah. We're taking the conceit and I mean, stretching it, right. We're like, Oh, they're offering this weird thing. We don't like must be because they don't make money. And I just assume <laughs> they always struggle to make money. It's just, that's just the impression I've always gotten from heroes from day one. Yeah. So nothing's really changed. Mm. Um, but I don't think blizzard would, do something underhanded to get our money hmm. which is sort of like they're doing something underhanded because they're not making enough money and i don't think i don't think that's true i think the hints we get and the reason why people make the assumption they're not making money on this is in the blog itself it does say in order to make this change prior to them then going into how it's going to be gem only currency which makes it sound like oh they have to do something to recoup the cost that they're going to lose here and then the other is they do their you know earnings report to activision and heroes notoriously never gets mentioned mm. on these earnings yeah. reports but they, they pay like for a pro league and stuff that money's got to, is it would they i don't know is it come from hearthstone is my question or from overwatch like <laughs> like all those hgc salaries and stuff like I think Are everything, they, you know, I'm, WoW pays for everything. That's <laughs> the way I look at it. Like, yeah, even maybe. even like if they've only got three million players, they're they're enough to bankroll pretty much the rest of the company. And I'm not saying they're doing that here, but I think free to play is hard. I think it's not simple. It's better with numbers because you have whales out there, and the bigger your numbers, the more money you make, and the less of a concern it is because just by statistics you win. Um, and that's true over there at League of Legends. They've scaled with that, and now they have you know 100 million players or whatever it is. That's enough to guarantee that a even a very small percentage of them are buying a ton of things, and that's enough to keep things afloat. Um, I think that Blizzard is trying to navigate this with their own style of free-to-play and their own desire to have top-notch, grade-A, triple-A quality game but still figure out a way to make it a free-to-play game, I think it's probably a bigger challenge for them. I could be I could be wrong on that, but um, I don't think it's that they're broke. I just think that they have goals, and they want to reach those goals. Whatever those goals are, either aren't being met or they're trying new things to meet them. Um, I mean, I'll, this, is, this is the truth. 2.0 changed the way I paid money in this game because yeah. now it's some weird gem deal. And before it was money. It was just, hey, these are on sale for four bucks. And this thing over here is 15. And that guy there is 10. And I knew what those numbers were because those correspond with my real money. <laughs> so I was able to say, you know what? That's worth 10 bucks to me. Boom. Slap it down. There you go. I've, I've made a purchase. And it was a purchase I can track and understand. Now it's like this nebulous thing where I'm buying, you know, space points and saying apply them to another thing. It's just odd. And because of that, I know I've spent less and there's no other reason why. It's just weird. And so, you know, like at least like when I go into uh, to Overwatch and I say, you know what? I want some loot boxes. I want 30 loot boxes or whatever. 
I can go in there and it says $39.99, real money in the real world. Do you got that? Yes. Click OK. You got your boxes. That's uh, not true in Heroes anymore. It used to be true. So as much as I think everything about 2.0 is amazing, but the gem system introduced this new weird, call it a cognitive block or a weird dissonance block or something where I'm just not sure that, I, that I'm ready to pull the trigger when I go in there. I'll, I'll see something I kind of want. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'm out of gems. So let's go see. Well, let's see. I have 30 gems now and I need another 1,500 to make it right. So let's see which package is the best for me. Should I spring for the 20? Like you start having that conversation you didn't used to have. You just played, you yeah. just paid dollars and cents. So I think that that's hurting them. I could be wrong. My, it's my own experience, but whatever my experience is worth, I, I've spent less, not because I don't value what I could buy. It's because it's a hassle. It's literally too much hassle. I want to, <laughs> I want to, that's an inside joke for another thing, but I really, I, it makes me want to not do it or, or if I'm just kind of impulse buying, right? You've done this with me before, John. You're like, oh, you know, you want that Jana skin. You want that Jana skin yeah. way back in the day on this show, we went through this and why did I do it? Because it was on sale for like, I don't know, whatever it was, six bucks. And it was on my screen and all I had to hit was okay. Like it's, it's easier to take me from impulse to completed purchase than it is to go impulse. Okay, go over to this gems area. No, first try to buy and have it say, oh, you don't have enough gems. Okay, now go to the gems area. Okay, now decide which level of gems I'm going to buy and marvel at why the expense won't even exist there. Who's paying $100 for gems? And then think, well, can I get away with just the five bucks? No, probably not because the math's not right. By then, impulse has left like a fart in the wind. Yeah. And I think to myself, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? We could be in a game right now. We could be playing right. So F this, hit ready, ready up, boom. Uh, Stukov is uh, spreading his disease. Like it's yeah. to me, that's the problem, and and I don't know how they fix that outside of strip this or make it substantially easier to get those gems. Yeah, the other the other issue being too that you can't get the thing you. you John can't talk you into anything because most of the stuff you'd want to buy you can't buy if the shard right. or get random right. Like you can't even do it anymore. And let's just add, I'm going to add to this pyre, this funeral pyre, um, <laughs> that that I have like 80, between 80 and 90 boxes at any given time. Yeah. But I don't have the gold to reroll them, so I don't use them. So even when I want something, if I don't have gold, that puts a freeze on, you know, I'm sure they'd like me to open my loot boxes so I'd open my wallet a bit more. Mm-hmm. But I have no reason to because I can't even, I can't buy loot boxes because I can't benefit from the rerolls from them. So I don't feel like buying loot boxes. Uh yeah. So, yeah. anyways, and it, it, yeah, yeah, that's the other weird thing that's in here is this re-roll with gold. As much as I like doing that because I didn't like what I got, sometimes I wish they just gave us what you got, because then I wouldn't yeah. have this other excuse and therefore a whole other currency to worry about. Um, I know they needed a place for gold sink if they were going to keep gold in the game. I totally get that, but um, yeah, I it's weird and it's almost like we we don't know this without at least experiencing it for a bit. And I think we've done that. We've had some time with this, and I'm not sure gems are the are the bomb anymore. I'm not sure gems were ever the bomb. I think maybe the gems are a pain, and it and it doesn't and it doesn't motivate me to spend. It was so much easier before because they weren't arbitrary. It was a front page of deals, and I could go, oh my gosh, Asmodan's only four bucks right now. No brainer. Click, bam, boom. They got my four dollars. Yeah. Now they don't get anything because the process sucks. Or it's it's not even their fault that it sucks. It's just by its nature takes longer. It disconnected from reality. Like it's just not a it's just not I a think, good thing. 
I think they need to get rid of gold and make everything available for gem purchase and you earn gem instead of gold. Maybe get rid of the reroll system, discount the loot box prices, and your options are buy it directly or use the loot box system and be rewarded for play with the loot boxes. Yeah. Done. That way you just have gems and then you buy heroes with the gems. So you can either buy a hero or a skin. Like, or there's no yeah. reason to use gold to buy heroes, but gems to buy everything else. Why not just make it gold to buy gems to buy here? You know? Yeah. And th- that'd be very... fine. That would simplify it. If the problem with not having money is that gems drop, like John was saying, they said at the summit, fine, but then make it so that. Yeah, gems make gems as ubiquitous as the money would have been had it just been cash. Maybe maybe the gold exists to to they don't have a good solve for botting. You know, like yeah. you can if you bot farm gold, it's very minimally damaging from a financial aspect. Yeah. I guess you know, but yeah, like that. There's some reasonableness as reasonableness to it from the business side, I suppose. But yeah, for customers, it's this yeah. isn't very pleasant. No, and I'm and I, and all I'm arguing. And I think on, I think John and I might be arguing the same thing in the end because in the end it's like, well, okay, the bundles, they're worth it to me. I will pay for those. But I don't want to do the gem dance. <laughs> no. I just want to buy have, uh, I'm at a really weird number right now. I think I have like 489 gems. Mm-hmm. And so it what I could do with those 489 gems is I could buy uh, one loot box four times or somehow get a few more gems to get it to 500 and then i can buy a bundle of loot boxes um and that seems like the better way to go because i'm right at the cusp but the minimal amount of gems you can buy is 100 which just puts me right back in the same issue because i still have 89 left over Mm -hmm. so i'm still sitting there thinking man i just wish i had a couple more gems and i'd be there um so i have this weird number that's sitting there i'm not spending it on loot boxes or, or re-rolls or anything like that, it's just going to kind of sit there, and it's just going to assure that I don't spend any money to upgrade the amount because the, the numbers are wrong. Like, I just feel like the economy's wrong. And I see the chat room saying, like, loot, loot boxes is, has got to go. I completely disagree with you. Yeah, I uh, do too. Loot boxes is a good progression. Like, anybody who thinks 2.0 was 100% bad as far as this, you're wrong. It was not going to work. People were getting to level 10 with heroes, and then they were moving on to another hero, and eventually that model just was going to stop working and start losing players. Like, they needed something that was an incentive to keep playing, to continue playing characters that you had already leveled up to get your master skin. They needed something like that in the game. I don't know if the economy that they built around this system is very good but I don't think it's necessarily the loot boxes that are a hundred percent ruining it. I completely agree. I don't think loot boxes are the, are the problem here at all. I mean, all the, it's easy to get wrapped up in the overall gamer argument right now about loot boxes across the industry. And it's easy to just pile on. Um, but I don't think Blizzard's screwing that up. That's not where our problem lies. It doesn't, it's not where our problem lies in, in, uh, any of their other games either. It's just, the 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 way you get there now is weird like i really wish they would just have loot boxes for progression uh money for buying everything else including loot boxes if you want them yeah and just like that like i don't know why that isn't the thing why isn't it just dollar money still loot boxes 
and I buy more loot boxes and more skins and things individually or characters if I want them. Why, are, why, isn't, why isn't that the two-pronged approach? I don't know. That seems simple to me. And I would maybe, spend, I'd spend more money. Maybe the concern is, well, if you can just buy the one good Diablo skin you want, then you buy it and you never buy another. But I don't think Overwatch has shown us that. Overwatch no. has shown people want the new shiny for everybody. They so, want, and they want variety. Everybody wants variety. So, yeah. I mean, obviously this is hard or they'd have it figured out. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll we'll see. It just tastes a little weird this week on the heels of a great BlizzCon with amazing stuff, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, we are not poo-pooing Blizzard or or the game. I just think this is a strange this is a strange little thing to come home to, you know. Just yeah. a little just a little weird. But um, I'm sure they'll work it out. But as it stands right now, like, you know, Literally, if this game still took money, you guys could say to me right now, Scott, we know you don't really care about the Lost Vikings, but they're 250 right now. I'd go click, 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 and I'd own them. <laughs> yeah, you'd own them. you get them. Without even thinking about it. The way it would have to work if it, if it, under the gem system, even if they were cheaper for gems, I don't have enough gems. I'd have to go spend money on the gems, and then I'd be like, well, I don't want extra gems when I'm done. Nintendo used to do this, by the way. So it used to be, if I wanted to buy a $7 indie game on a 3DS or something... I had to buy, I had to pay 10 bucks. That's the minimum amount I could spend. It was never the exact amount. It was like, pay 10 bucks, pay 20, pay whatever. And then they would hold on to my extra money until I wanted to spend that later. It's the same problem. All right. Requiring these minimums is, is, is super weird. They quit doing that. And I love them for it. You can still do that if you want, but they give you a choice. It says only charge the exact amount or put this much on my, you know, on my wallet or whatever. I don't know why you'd ever freaking do that, but whatever. That's what they that's what they changed to, and they are better for it. It's a better system. I am more motivated to spend money on on the eShop on my Switch than I've ever been for Nintendo products before because that process doesn't feel like I'm getting a, a yank around or they're keeping my money in a bank and earning interest on it simply because that's their scheme and you know millions of other players do the same thing, so they just make a ton of interest. Like that, it's like pre-ordering something at GameStop. It's just dumb. Don't do it. There's no point to it. In the case of this, just make it simpler. That's all. And then I'll spend more money. And I want to spend more money. Like I keep saying, yeah. like what I'm doing now is I manage shards more than I do real money. Absolutely. I value, I, my top value is gold and shards. Yeah. Um, and what a surprise. That's because re-rolls are super important and being able to identify the single item you want is super important and that's what people want and I think that's what people would be drawn to. But I think just to kind of put a button on my thoughts is if we've seen from the chat room having a a vigorous debate in there, us talking about it with a bunch of different ideas, this isn't easy. I don't envy Blizzard being in this position. I just would prefer the let's have real talk. Let's try to solve the big problem because I still feel like this gem only bundles feels like a tiny little band-aid. And we're going to be right back to this discussion if they try to apply another tiny little band-aid. I'd rather them do something crazy, even if it's going to make me unhappy, if it's the right decision for the game. But just tell me that that's what they had to do. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. I'm not doing Dear Martha till later. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to make you switch gears that hard. It'll tear your engine up and ruin your transmission. No, so, uh, let's talk about some good stuff. Yeah, let's talk about the stuff that happened that's rad. All right, so there's some really good stuff that came out of BlizzCon. First of all, let's talk about our experience there. Bo, this is your first BlizzCon, yeah? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know why I laughed so much there, but it was my first one. What did you think and of your first BlizzCon? Because this is my sixth. It's John's like fifth or something, fourth, sixth. I, I think I probably handled it very poorly, mm. but I didn't really know what to expect. And I was <laughs> I was somewhat underfunded to, you know, have the full-on relaxation. I had to budget out my meals and things like that. Sure. How, um, how did... Uh, also, yeah, go ahead. A lot of walking. My <laughs> legs were not prepared. Um, I yeah. They were like red hot pistons when i got home just like i wanted to die every night yeah um but i think i would over i would say it was very positive it was uh amazing meeting so many people in fact i didn't expect it to feel this way but it the way i started describing it to people after i got back was it's more like going to your going somewhere for christmas dinner or hanging out like it was just about meeting people that you knew mm-hmm. over great distances and and connecting with them it was less about the actual did you make it to the panel and see this thing? Although that stuff's super great and the reason to go, um, you truly do barely end up seeing any of the con. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the hero stuff and I have no idea, except on a high level, what's going on anywhere else. So, um, so you were. Let me ask you. I got. A, I got some questions about your lodging that I want to get out there. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> just some quick, easy ones here. So you you stay with TBK uh, over there at that Lords of the Storm yeah. Lords thing deal. Yeah. TBK Zord, uh, did is it true that when he right before he flushes a toilet in the other room, he says the words "Bon Voyage" and salutes the toilet? Is this true? Absolutely, absolutely true. Okay, all right, so that's true. Um, let's see what else. Is it also true that he picks his toes while he eats in the hotel room? Is that also oh my true? Gosh, no, that, 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 that's. <laughs> That's that's me, Scott, and I told you that. In oh, oh, whoops! I've screwed it up and confused the two of you. I've conflated you. But that's but he a, didn't mind. He didn't really. Say yeah, he's all right. He's he's a non-judgmental kind of guy. He doesn't care. All right, there you go, TBK. I just want to give you a little shit on the show. All right, so fun uh, <laughs> voyage. Anyway, it was your first time. I was really happy to have you there. Um, it was great to have all of us there. Actually, just kind of having core around was great, and the fans were awesome and came up to us and said how much they liked the show, and we got to do uh, be a part of that seven or eight person panel i forget how many people were there on thursday i'm still waiting for them to send me the audio i want to post that so people can hear it um but i don't have i haven't been able to get that yet but anyway we we had a a great sort of big super community group meeting of the minds and talked in front of an audience about uh what's up in the world of heroes of the storm and that was really cool and um john this is how many for you this is how many uh five six how many times you've been uh Probably six or so. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. The first one I went to was the one where they gave the the Murloc ride and the bear. Oh, that was 2010, maybe 10 or maybe eight. Shoot, I don't know. I'm not actually sure about that. It was a Lich King one. Okay. I remember that. It was around the time of Lich King. Um, and other than that, I there is one year I skipped. And other than that, I've been to all of them. All right. So, so. you've been to, to plenty of these. Uh, it's my sixth also. And uh, it was great. I loved every freaking second of it. I think it was our best one, um, the, the best con I've been to. The If you didn't see it, it's now public. So you don't even have to have the virtual ticket to see it. But I did a panel on uh, the virtual ticket and DirecTV as well as uh, their live uh, for the Instance podcast on Saturday if you want to track that down, you just track down all those free VODs. They're all up now on the internet for anyone to get, and you can watch that uh, if you'd like. It was me and Patrick and Pat Crane and uh, Chris Robinson from Blizzard. 
uh, talking mostly wow. So if you are interested in that, you can definitely check that out. Um, I saw John humping a statue in the main hall. I thought that was a little bit weird. <laughs> Do you want to explain that? What happened there? What's the deal with that statue? Because you really like that statue. I don't know if I want to talk about the Silvana <laughs> statue. It's a fresh wound for me. Uh, I'm going to have to change my main faction in WoW. I live a life of shame. Mm. Uh, I'm going to have to go be a hermit like Luke Skywalker and just... Yeah. Be a grungy space hobo until somebody shows up and hands me my lightsaber. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. But you, so uh, that statue is amazing. And there was a like a nine inch one or something that was up for winning and you almost won it and then didn't. Eight, 18 inch, Scott. Oh, 18 inch. Geez. It's impressive. Yeah. It's, it's not about the size, but look, Every it's inch an counts. impressive size. Every inch counts. Um, yeah, I had a chance. So at the World of Podcast event, which we did a panel on. Uh, I did enter to win a contest because I was told that it would not be a conflict for me as a panelist to enter. Had I worked on the event, that would have been a conflict. But as a panelist, it would be okay. Right. But the reality is I had a, uh, I had a bit of a crisis of conscience. Um, and th there was a two-factor thing. I had to go up and answer some trivia because my number did get called as yeah. a potential winner. Yeah. And what it was is five people got called up. We had to answer a trivia thing. And if you got the trivia thing uh, and you could keep going and the other people couldn't, you would win the statue. It was a, uh, it was a easy, easy right-across-the-plate pitch for me, something I could totally answer. And I don't know if it was conscience or if it was nervousness because I wanted that statue so much. Uh, but I choked mm. and I didn't win the statue. Mm. And I was very sad. And had I just named one thing, I would have gotten it. Mm. So I was one answer away and Silvana saluted me. And I'm very, very sad about She's it. She's your favorite. But I'm also, okay. I'm also happy because yeah. I honestly, had I won that statue, I think I would have had to have given it up. I really felt guilty about it. Wow. Well, the good news is you can use all that money you're not spending on heroes to buy the statue. <laughs> yeah. That's right. These are what, five forty nine or something for the eighteen inch replica? Which is pretty three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my gosh, that's expensive. It's very expensive. It's super, it's... super cool though. We saw the full size Stephen Chen designed uh deal. Stephen Chen, I think is his name. Anyway, he does a lot of their stuff, did the garage and some other stuff, but um, the uh, it was there or Grimash Hellscream was his also. Anyway, that was there in the main thing. They unveiled it. It's beautiful. The full size one is something to behold, and the one you were looking at was you know just smaller version of that. But man, I don't know how you did so it. Good. I don't Sylvanas know how you did it. Sylvanas is my favorite character. I know we talk about Artanis a lot, but Sylvanas is my favorite character. Is she your favorite? But she's your favorite WoW character. She's my favorite everything character. Okay. Sylvanas is your, she is the queen, she's the queen of Nutblade. She's the Banshee queen. Banshee she queen. So she's actually the hero that I would say got me here in a lot of ways because I was way into Heroes of the Storm during beta. I was a big uh, Tassadar player, yeah. but I dropped off at some point. And when I came back, I wasn't really into anybody specifically. Tassadar stopped being the amazing uh, destruction mage he was in beta. And uh, when Sylvanas came out, I gave her a try. And that's what got me rehooked on heroes. So uh, Sylvanas there. Sylvanas was my favorite character in Warcraft 3 way back in the day. 
And uh, she has just always been like my favorite character in any medium that has her. So I really wanted that statue. But oh. I'm glad I didn't win because yeah. I would have had to give it up and it would have been even more painful. I would so recommend, fine. I was just looking for some pictures of Sylvanas. I would recommend not going two or three pages into Google Images because, <laughs> ooh, man. There, there's some people that like Sylvanas more than me, I think. Yeah. Or maybe just not in a respectful way, we'll say. <laughs> right. You're. You and her are on good terms, you and Silvana. Some of these people, yeah. not so much. <laughs> you're, you're friend-zoned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that was really cool. Um, what else happened? Uh, Bo was your first one. I don't know. I'm trying to think. What, what, mean, like, what highlights? Let's, if, what's... I could fill up the show with like so many tales of, of things, but like uh, a fun little interaction was just randomly walking, bumping into Ben Brode, mm. which to me, I think everyone gets those little stories because developers are cool like you kind of wave hi to people that we might like i might have recognized i know there's a guy matt ferguson i think his name is and i just waved to him a couple times but we never really talked which is like i know who you are and there's a lot of that mm. but ben brode uh well this is tbk's fault because he likes he's a social lubricant he's human social lubricant yeah he's like a big Anyways. he's a big gooey tube of social lubricant is what he yeah is. so he's like hi ben brode hello and then sweet that was my that was my end <laughs> <laughs> All right. and, he, and 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 basically uh i made ben brode laugh and it was great oh that's great it was a genuine like <laughs> and you know I, I peed a little i was like sweet i did it that i guy, did it that, guy, that guy's got a laugh made that man. sound come out that's right <laughs> and um that was good and then i bumped into him again and i got to talk to him again it just seemed like certain people i was destined to keep bumping into over and over again yeah so that was cool well I, uh, I, not to, not to one up, especially because this story goes nowhere, but I ran into Mike Morheim at Disneyland. Oh, how'd that go? What was he doing? Uh, Just there hanging out? Yeah, he's walking around and I saw him and I recognized him and we were walking right at each other and I, I saw him and he looked at me and I was like, that's Mike Morheim. I should say something. And then I was like, nah, he's on vacation. I'm not going to say anything. So I just kind of made a face like this. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say walked, oh hey, it's, by and that was about it he didn't go it's john from the core podcast he didn't say that no, okay no he didn't i think if i had said hi it would have freaked him out because people say we sound alike and he would have been like oh what's this hearing myself talk at me well if we're sharing stories of of the of bumping into somebody rad here's mine so patrick and i are upstairs and we bumped into darren DePaul, the voice actor for reinhardt and um we I mean, I knew who he was, and I was excited to see him, and he was a big part of that opening thing for for Overwatch. And so we saw him, and we went up with the full intention of just being fanboys and and driving him crazy, right? Just like, oh, it's so good. Can we get a picture? You know, like all that stuff. And instead, he rounds on us and says, I know those voices. You guys are the instants. We're like, what? Yeah, I listen to that show all the time. They had me, I was blackhand, and they made me go listen to uh, podcast. Not made me, but they had me go do research, and podcasts were part of it, and I got hooked, and now I'm still a listener. I love the show. The instance is great. You guys are great. Oh, my gosh. And now he wants pictures. So we are freaking out, thinking, what? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but here's the best part. And I think I told you guys this dumb joke, but I'll share it with everybody. Because it's also a little Heroes related, okay? It's good. It's good. We're in a crowd. of. This is later. We saw him again, and we were off in a corner talking, and he was talking about some of the work he'd been doing. And he said, yeah, we the, all the voice actors have been hanging out this weekend at, at BlizzCon, and I... And somebody said, well, you guys all walk around the con together or something? I think Patrick, Patrick asked that. And I said, uh, he said, yeah, we've, we've all been sort of walking together. And I said, I said, ooh, is, 
is everyone's here? He goes, yeah. I go, is Lucio, the guy that plays Lucio, is, is here with you guys? I knew he was doing TV stuff, but I guess he was with the group too. And he goes, oh, yeah, he's with us all the time. And I said, does everyone move just a little faster when he's there in the in the group? Because the joke is, you know, he's hit and shift, or in the case of uh, Overwatch, whatever it is, I can't remember, E, uh, to or in uh, Heroes, changes the, the speed buff from healing buff, right? To me, that was a hoot because you'd all move faster because that guy's Lucio, ha, ha, ha. And he goes, oh, no, I'm the fast one. I'm from New York, and I did a lot of work in New York, and uh, because of that, I was always running around New York, and he completely missed the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then you yelled at him, filthy casual, and it was stormed on. <laughs> but then everybody around us in this group were laughing and looking at me, and Patrick's rolling his eyes, and I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, how rude would it be if I said, you didn't get my joke about Lucio. He has a speed buff, me, and then leave. Anyway, he was super nice. A uh, few instances like that were really cool. I got to see Metzen again. He was on the floor incognito with a hat pulled way down and his big gnarly sweet beard. beard, yeah. yeah. sweet beard, and... In fact, I was hanging out with John right when he texted me. And I'm like, oh, I got to go. So I ran downstairs, talked to him for a while. And he hasn't been since 2015 uh, before he retired. And uh, as, as was doing great. Looked great. Kids look great. Everyone's great. So uh, that's the deal there. So we got yeah. uh, we met a lot of listeners. And there's two stories I want to share about meeting listeners. Uh, first of all, these are the funny stories. So if I met you and we talked and we had a good conversation and we had a good time, um, I'm sorry I'm not telling your story. It was awesome. It was probably legitimately better than these, but these are the funny ones, so I got to share the funny ones. All right, I like funny. So the first one was Bo and I are walking towards the convention center, and this guy goes, <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's John and Mick from Core. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Uh, and so we, we took a picture. I wasn't tagged in it. I don't know if Mick Montgomery, who I'm assuming is who he was calling me Mick after, was. Yeah, but, I should, I should uh, look. That's really uh, Anyway, funny. John and Mick from Core was a good one. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was we were at the World of Podcast thing and kind of the gathering hall, and this uh, this listener comes up, and he goes, Scott, oh my gosh, good to see you. I'm such a huge fan of Core. It's so good. I love the show. And then he goes to Bo, and he's like, oh, Bo, it's so good that you're here. I'm so glad you made it. And then he turns around and looks at me, <laughs> and it wasn't a look of annoyance, but it was a look like, it was a look like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to meet Bo too? And then he shuffled <laughs> out of my way and walked, and walked around me. That is so, so funny. God. It's so funny because you don't. When people meet and they find like, oh, they put the voice to the face, then they're good forever. But if they don't, if they haven't done that yet, it throws them. I've noticed with you. I mean, they do it with me too, and I'm sure Bo. But Bo looks like he sounds. Like the day I met Bo or saw you on camera the first time, I went, oh, all right, totally, this is Bo. Of course it is. Does hair have a sound? Yeah, you have yeah. not hair, but but like you look yeah, like you sound right. to me. John looks like he sounds to me, but some people I could see, like I get it all the time. You don't look anything like you sound on your shows. Yeah. Like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bo has a persona. Bo is like the dude. Like he really is. He lives it. He's got a whole lifestyle. Like Bo is a walking, talking brand. Yeah. Uh, Scott, you're very tall. Uh, you stand out in the crowd. Yeah. You got a you got an easily identifiable voice. You do so much podcasting. You're hard you're hard to miss. Right. And I'm you know I'm a I'm a white guy with a goatee and a shaved head. There's about a million of us. Like I'm surprised nobody said, "Are you Brian Ibbett?" You know, like 
It's just oh, slam on Brian. <laughs> well, you guys are basically the same. You guys are the same, just like a different height. Like you guys yeah. are yeah. almost identical yeah. in every, almost every way. So you can swap I don't you guys know. Out. So I, maybe that's just going to be the thing. Tune into Core live yeah. on the stream as I try to figure out an identity that's identifiable beyond just sure. the, like the, what? the human equivalent of the flavor vanilla. <laughs> The one thing, not to, I, we'll let that hang there for a second. Okay. Man. Right. But um, the one thing that always surprises me about Scott is how solid he is. Yeah. For some reason, I when I go to hug you, I always just feel like you think I'm going to be. You think I'm all wafy? It's going to be a little. There's going to be a little give, right? We're going to hug, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is this guy's muscular. <laughs> no, I'm not. So solid. I, you just feel solid to me. I have a low center of gravity. I think I carry all of it up front. I think I'm old, fat, and solid. I'm like a. Yeah. I'm like a potato. But but yeah, like it, I I think people when, before they know me, they think I'm made of paper. So when they see me in real life, they're like, oh, there's flesh and bone on this person. I don't know why no, that you, is. You're not the first person to tell me that. You're like, no, you've got like a solid frame. Like you're almost like a linebacker or something. Like, oh my lord, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want you charging at me, yeah. John. I could sidestep, but <laughs> <laughs> he's getting me. He's I'm, very, going, I'm going very down. slow. Yeah. yeah, that's really yeah. funny. And not that I'd be any good at that, but Scott, I swear. Sure. When you talk now, when you talk on your shows about like you know what, when something really gets me riled up, I just want to. Yeah, you know, you, I'm like, oh, that's not. It's not funny. Now the, <laughs> you can do some damage. The last thing I have to at least bring up is not one I experienced. I wish I would have. And and John, feel free to take this from me anytime. But I but when you told me this story about Bo, I wanted to die because you guys were outside eating. For some reason, Bo found he was eating his burger out of a bush. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, this yeah. is accurate. This okay. is true. So he had a bush. Oh. He found a good, like, kind of a stable place to put his, like, f- food truck thing and set it in there. And then it just, but it looked like he's reaching in and out of a bush and eating whatever's in the bush. <laughs> yes. And if you've seen Bo, like, <laughs> him eating out of a bush is not a surprising thing. No, it looks normal, natural, and everything's fine. <laughs> but here's the part of the story I like the most. A gigantic, complicated, clearly years in the making Reinhardt comes tumbling by a, a cosplay of Reinhardt. And yeah, it's so impressive, uh, right? Go ahead, take I, it from here, please. I just want to say, like, this was Bo's first BlizzCon, and I was spending the entire con just like waiting for what's the magical thing that's going to capture Bo's heart and imagination and just sell him on BlizzCon. Yeah. And we're out there, and he's eating his Bush burger, <laughs> and I see this Reinhardt coming, and he's walking behind him, and I'm like, this is going to do it. Look at this. Look at this cosplay. It's amazing. It's taller than a man. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. And it goes walking by, and Bo's got his burger in his hand, and he's chewing <laughs> And he watches it slowly go by, and he's just chewing and staring at it totally quiet. And finally it disappears, and he turns around and he looks at me and he says, I would have been bigger in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know why I said that. I was tired. Now, now why that's funny is what was the thing that did get him? Remind me. Well, yeah, his magical BlizzCon moment happened shortly thereafter. Uh, because as Bo finished his uh, his Bush burger, he apparently got rather thirsty. So I'm sitting there trying to down a Gatorade. Oh, right. And it is the default oh, flavor yes. of Gatorade. <laughs> this is amazing. It is, it is yellow Gatorade. It is 
Gatorade. Yeah, it's you know? the most the Gatorade but, but, ass Gatorade you can buy. It's the it most looks basic like stuff. Pee in a bottle. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like radioactive pee. Yeah. But but Bo's thirsty, and I've downed almost the entire thing. And he goes, John, if you're not gonna finish that, could I could I have some of that Gatorade? And I said, sure, man, you can finish it. So I hand it to him, and so Bo takes it. And he drinks about half of what's left, and he goes, "Oh my gosh, you guys, this is inc- this is incredible! What flavor is this? Lemon lime? This is like drinking a pie! This is amazing! This is the best thing I've ever tasted! It's so good!" And he starts putting the cap back on, and I'm like, "You can finish it, Bo." And he goes, "No, I know. I don't want to finish it all right now. I need to save some for a moment because it's so delicious." That is amazing. Kim tried to find. We went over to Target. I should tell you this now because we couldn't find it. We went to Target after John told us this story to try to find you like a six or a 12 pack of yellow Gatorade. Oh, you guys are too sweet. And we couldn't find one. They they were all out of that kind of Gatorade and all the other flavors seemed dumb, so we didn't do it. But I love that you discovered the thing that, by the way, here in the States, if you go in for like a colonoscopy, they give you a bunch of, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what are those things called that make you poo? Uh, uh, the, laxatives? Uh, laxatives. They give you a load of laxative powder you dump it into yellow Gatorade, you shake it up into a giant thing, and then you drink like a gallon of that over about a half an hour's time to, to make sure you sh- uh, shit yourself dry. <laughs> and that's how they do it. So nobody associates good flavor or taste with yellow Gatorade except Bo, the traveling Canadian. It was amazing. Like, I've always looked at that. I'm sure they have yellow ones here. Whenever I bought Gatorade, I always buy the cool blue or the red, like the, the colors that look like they're going to taste good. Always never tasted that yellow thing. I mean, why would I drink the same things, the pea version of what turned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into what they are? Right. But I'm here to tell you, it tastes like lemon pie, and it really hit the spot. (laughs) It was honestly, I think, one of the happiest moments of the trip, to be honest. Like, I was just so (laughs) delighted about how good this thing tasted. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, you know. John told us upstairs, Kim and I were dying. It was the funniest thing I'd heard the entire con. It might be the funniest thing I heard the entire time, especially the Reinhardt bit. Just you sitting there all like, meh, it'd be bigger if it was real. <laughs> well, let me explain that because there was the there was the Overwatch short and they were taller. And I just, I don't know why. I just was like, like it looked cool, but it lacked like the, you know, giant robotness. And it, like, who am I to say that? This person put a ton of work in it. just came out. Right. I'm sorry. That's sorry. why I, I like just, you. I just said it. The things that just yeah. come out of Bo are priceless. So, anyway, it was a great con. We had a really good time. I was happy on uh, Saturday night before I had to get out of there. It was uh, good to have dinner together and hang out. Uh, Wicked Kitten was there. Kyle was there. Kristen was there. Uh, Garrett, uh, his wife. Who else? Kim, my kids. Who Patrick. else was there? Oh, Patrick was there. That's right. Patrick showed up. He was like my... I spent more time with Patrick this weekend than I ever do. It was like the French and the Americans truly getting together after World War II, like straight up the most friendly <laughs> cross-continental uh, meeting of all time happened with Patrick and I. But it was real good, and uh, we'll do it again because that was a blast, and I hope we're all there again next year. Uh, okay, we should probably talk about this shit that came out of the con, though, right? This is important. We yeah, got the- no kidding. Yeah. We- Glad we spent all this time on such a light news week. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, there's nothing going on, of course, except for the <laughs> Double Dragon cinematic, 
that got opened up during the uh, ceremony. It was uh, your two dragons, your uh, Yamato clan or whatever his name is. What's the name of his clan? Not Yamato. Shimada. Shimada. Yamato clan, uh, cannon is what I'm thinking of from a uh, say battle Shimato, I say Shimada. 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 Um, he, he got introduced as, along with Alexstrasza. Uh, they were fighting in a video that was super rad, although Bo was making this comment last week, and I agree with him. It's unfortunate that that, that trailer, which was great, was so overshadowed by two really, really great trailers for uh, for World of Warcraft and uh, to some extent that that Overwatch one. But anyway, it was super cool. They're jumping around, she turns into a dragon, does stuff, and then we find out who they are. Uh, they're heroes, and they're heroes in the storm. And uh, yeah. Alex Alex Draza or Alex, as Bo has written here. She is a support hero and turns into a real effing dragon. Uh, not Chromie style, not some kind of bullcrap dragon like Chromie, but like a real dragon uh, where she can quite often on the battlefield turn into dragon form and cause some real havoc. And then Hansen, otherwise known as Hanzo. Is this the thing you were talking about, Bo? Is this the theme? Yeah, it's just easier to write Hansen, even though it's one more letter. I just... Because I type really fast and Hanson comes out and I just, I don't feel like correcting it. Yeah, I understand. So I just leave it. I understand. Yeah. But uh, he's a ranged assassin, good at poke, good at scouting. Uh, you guys, oh, I have a thing to admit. I didn't play a single game demo because I was so busy the whole weekend. I never yeah, had same. time. Yeah. That sucks. I hate yeah. that. I usually play some uh, up in the press area because that's the whole point of being up there. But I had interviews and stuff and things and getting pulled in different ways. <clears throat> I never got around to it. But, John, I know you had time with them, so let's talk about those characters. You like I them? I played both. And actually, anybody can go play Alex Straza now on the PTR. So, And that's part of the reason why I tried to make my focus more about the people than the games, because so much of the stuff comes out so fast after BlizzCon now. Like, you can all go play Alex Straza. Hanzo is going to be a little while longer, but, you know... I a lot of I you can wait, but I liked them both. Um, I, I think Alex Strauss is definitely the big winner of the two, but I had a lot of fun playing Hanzo more than I thought I would because Hanzo is uh, I'm whatever the opposite of a Hanzo main is. I don't like him and I don't want to play him ever mm. in anything. Mm. Um, but he actually is is pretty fun to play in Heroes. Uh, he has the slowest basic attack of anybody known to man. Um, it's insane, but uh, but they both were really cool. Alex Straza was definitely my favorite uh, of of the two. Mm. Now, what what was it about her that you liked? Her Dragon Queen ability, which is what Q. Um, how does she turn into that? I don't even know. Is it D? I don't uh, know how she does. It's her D. Okay, so she yeah. hits her. She hits that D. And she D becomes, for dragon. She becomes a dragon. And this video I'm showing in the chat right now, she she blows some pretty sweet fire and uh, does some nice damage. Heals uh, allies in the wake of the fire. Damages enemies that are also in the wake of that fire. Yeah, um, and that cone is not is no joke. So I was now granted take this all. I was playing against AI, so we all know how that can go. Um, but the I, we were actually going to lose the game because when you play a support in an AI game and you have just AI people that you're supporting, it just goes bad. It always goes bad. It's never a good experience. The AI is scared to death of her AOE heal, so I couldn't really heal anybody with it because anytime I put the ring down, they'd run out of it. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, so it was a it was a rough game, but I was the only one up. All five of the enemies were pushing our core, and I did a solo V5 defense of the core, thanks mostly to her dragon trait. It is very, very powerful when it's up. And uh, I she's just a blast. Like, she's just one of those healers where you feel busy doing lots of things, and you feel impactful in ways that's not just, I stand in the background and throw healing on people. And I, I think she's going to be a lot of fun to play. I, I can't wait to see what you think of her, Scott, because well, I, I do think she's one. There's there's a good deal of quests in there, mm-hmm. so that might be a negative. But she is super fun. Um, the other kind of downside to her, though, that I'm wondering how you'll feel is her heals get weaker over time because as she loses health. Her heel is technically smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. That's kind and of she, feels like a bummer by at first glance, but maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a way to manage that. Oh, yeah. in, interesting. Her bomb things. I didn't realize those healed for that much. I'm looking at her R's right now. So I actually have a funny story about her R. All right. Um, so she, I, you know, you only have so much time when you're in the middle of the game to read about a character you know nothing about. So I saw that she would fly up into the air and she'd pelt down fire and it would hurt enemies and heal allies. What I did not realize is that she then lands at your cursor position when she's done. Mm -hmm. So I was chasing enemies back towards their core and I was trying to pick them off before they died. And the last position my mouse was was back behind their keep wall. I ended up dropping myself right behind the keep wall with no way of escaping Oops. and got promptly blown up by a bunch of cannons. So be careful with it if yeah. you ch- if you uh, choose that ultimate. It's yeah. a little rough. Yeah, she seems cool. Um, just watching the video seems great. I watched some of the demos being played. It was impressive. I like her, uh, I think it's W, her ring of healing thing that she does. Uh, it's It's nice big visual that your team has time to get in. Um, yep. watching that get countered will also be fun to watch because, yeah. uh, you know, that'll be crazy. So I'm pretty much looking, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, she's cool. She's, uh, I'm very anxious to play her and, uh, get, get a, get a chance with her. So in Hanzo's case, what do you think of his kit and his stuff? Hanzo's kind of interesting. He, I'm not sure what role he's going to ultimately feel. He feels like a, like an ambush, DPS, you know, high high damage skill shot DPS. I think he's kind of like I kind of dig his kit. I think his kit's really good. I think the only place I'm questioning is like where I want him in my team lineup because we're getting in a weird place, especially because Alex Strauss is another support. You can make a strong case for going duo support. Her heal is based on how much health she has and she can heal herself with her W but if you have a second healer there to keep her topped off, her healing is better for it. So that's super cool, and that's beneficial. And as soon as you start getting into two support, two uh, tank, and that kind of area, a character like Hanzo, I don't know where you put him because he needs a sustained DPS along with him. He does some pretty decent burst, but he's not going to be able to be your main carry as far as damage goes necessarily. Could ultimately be wrong, but that's kind of my impression of him. Um, but he feels a lot like the Overwatch character. His mobility ability is kind of odd. He can do kind of Genji's leap, 
but he can only do it if he's jumping over something. Mm. So you press the button, you see the ring he can go, but unless you're jumping over a thing, he will not jump. Mm. And it's a little weird, uh, but you get used to it eventually. <laughs> well, he he um, he's going to be great for poke and long-range stuff, and I'm excited about that. I don't hate him as much as you do, like in Overwatch. I think he's fine. Like he has a job to do and he does it. He's fine. There's a, it's a meme that everybody plays him because they think he's easy or whatever, but basically he's just this one trick pony and he gets a bad rap for it. Um, I, I look forward to having him in the Nexus. Bo, any thoughts on these two characters and what they'll bring to your life? Uh, my favorite question to ask developers and was that, does the Q feel like, you know, it misses slightly, but it still hits anyways in this game <laughs> or else it's not Hanzo. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what that's why people hate him because of the hit detection in Overwatch. It clearly misses, but you get a headshot in anyways. Yeah, why? I, you know, I, why is that? Do you think? Why couldn't they do like a? Why couldn't they make him less reliant on that hitbox? You know, whatever thing. Like, why can't they just make him more accurate or more exacting? Why would that be a problem? Mm. Maybe they still can. I, I don't know. I just think it's like a tiny projectile, and you have set, you have to reload every shot. Mm -hmm. So it's just you're a bad character if you don't have like <laughs> super aiming or a bad player at Hanzo. Like it's you know what I mean. Like someone's got an automatic machine gun, and you've got this bow and arrow that really has a low rate of fire. I think sure. to make it feel good, I think it is forgiving. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll see how they do. Uh, we got Alex Straza already in the PTR as of today, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. And Hanzo, what do we expect? Probably December. December. Okay. Because they so, said, yeah. Yeah. They're doing a three week PTR. I don't know if it's on this one. Um, I, th I think it's Hanzo, to be honest, because they don't do three week PTRs just for a hero. I think it, the three week PTR is going to be for the gameplay changes. That, that, that was my guess as well. So I would actually expect Alex Straza coming out very soon, and I would expect a long PTR with Hanzo. Um, they did say he was the last new character of 2017. Okay, so, so nobody else besides those guys. Plus, you know, December's weird and a little stretched out anyway, so it wouldn't surprise me if that PTR three-week thing wasn't also just so their employees aren't working 24 hours a day during the holidays. I don't know. I could be wrong yeah. on that. Um, I, anyway, I'm going to put a little bookmark in here before we move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Because we were we sort of vibed on the trailer. And one of the things about the trailer was, because I heard it, I thought I was getting secret information. I was speaking to a developer. And I thought I obtained some secret information that wasn't available anywhere else. Mm. But then it was confirmed on a stream, uh, several streams, because some of the developers were streaming with streamers and they talked about it. So I feel okay mentioning that the big deal with this trailer is that it's net there basically they there will be lore coming to this game mm. uh so over you know overwatch has its lore base and the other games has its lore base something they're looking at taking very seriously is lore and one of the most curious parts of this trailer is they felt it necessary to show that that nexus like vista mm -hmm. at the end with the hexagons yeah anyways it didn't really fill much out else out there but i was really curious what hanzo and Alex Straza were training for. That also looked like a straight up battleground that those things were appearing above that is not a battleground we have. So no, it's uh, Dragonshire. Is it was? Yeah, no. you can you can see the Dragon Knight with little links to him and all of that. Yeah, at, at the, the end, end but trailer. where they where they're fighting looked more like 
Castley, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Um, I've got the video queued here for the chat. Let's see if we can. I mean, I think the idea is that Dragonshire occurs in a kingdom. Like, I've always, from their trailers and all of that, I've always associated that there is a kingdom where at least the good characters all wind up, it seems, um, and that this would be a part of that kingdom. Okay. And that, that that falls around Dragonshire. You are absolutely, I think, correct. Um, it's just so ultra-realistic that it's it was hard for me to to translate, but you're right. There's dragon in the middle. The two towers are beaming toward it as if someone, the, the blue team has captured both points is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And then they got these other Nexus things pop up. So there's like a StarCraft uh, freaking battlecruiser. And then I don't know what the green one is. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people take guesses at the green. I don't know. It's it's just green to me. And then uh, the developers confirmed that this was supposed to be uh, Sky Temple. Yeah. But I think it looks like Heaven from Diablo. Mm. So I don't know. It, it it looks like Heaven, but in our dev interview, he said it was Sky Temple. Yeah. So. Claudio said Sky Temple. I'm with you. I think it looks like it looks like High Heavens to me. In fact, it, you know what it actually looks like? It looks like the, the Jedi homeworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the Jedi temple right there. Yeah, that's what it oh, looks man, like. I knew it. Disney bought Blizzard, and now Star Wars characters coming to Heroes of the Storm. Uh, best BlizzCon ever. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so there's that. Alex and Hansen on their way to the game, finally. Mm, Bob. Uh, stealth update. This is maybe the thing, one of the things I'm excited about with the game. Uh, this came out of nowhere too. I don't think any of us knew this was going on, but they're going to uh, make a major change to stealth. They showed off a little bit of this. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in our uh, conversation with uh, with Claudio, but let's touch on it again real quick. Stealth will now be more visible on the map using a new shader. So how they're accomplishing that is literally just a new shader, which is you know artificial in-game light source that makes it easier to see. So it will be less of a little squiggly shimmer and more of a, I don't know, what it reminded me of was like, predator kind of you know yeah you get a there's a, a strong outline of your character like mm -hmm. the middle's kind of semi-translucent but the outline is pretty visible mm -hmm. so there's that uh stealth heroes are now will still not appear on the mini map while stealthed uh they are playing with this idea that stealth heroes will become or will be completely invisible while not moving so that's not confirmed or done or whatever um they we talked about this with with Claudio, but they are now detectable by towers, uh, regardless of what stealth they're in. They are seen by towers and unstealth while in stealth. They are more powerful while unstealth. They're weak. So there's uh, it seems like a nice give and take on what makes uh, you want to play a stealth character, whether this translates. I mean, this is what we usually talk about because we didn't really talk about it with him. And Bo, we, since you weren't there, I'd love to hear your take. Do you think this will encourage players to pick? stealthed heroes in uh ranked play or even unranked uh you know drafts that kind of thing it's tough to say it's too tough to say on the one hand you're almost making them weaker um so it just depends how much they buff up the rest of their abilities it doesn't sound like they're fundamentally changing the characters too too much I think Zero Tools do for a rework. I thought I saw a new talent list somewhere to that effect, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. But I know he's got a new ultimate. They're getting rid of Shadow Assault and giving him Might of the Nerezim, which just basically is like rewind kind of. Mm. A short cooldown. Didn't you also? Um, didn't somebody say? Was it you or somebody told me that Samuro was getting 
um, his three controllable dudes is now baked in, and there's some... You, you, you can pick which one. You know when you mirror image, it's yeah. random, which of the three you are. Now you can pick the one you're going to be. Oh. Um, so that's that's actually huge because a lot of times you put yourself... Yeah, you like you're just like, I'm going to have to deal with what happens. Hopefully I can pull it through. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a pretty good thing. I think there was a few other things mentioned. Uh, oh, his mirror image will be... Um, not mirror image, but whatever it is, his three blade style or something. What's the second ultimate? Illusion uh, Master. Illusion Master. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna. It's, there's gonna be a baked in version from level one. I still think that means he has an Illusion Master ultimate, but you'll still be able to swap your dude for another dude. So if I want to, uh, if I want to go, one. if I want to go scout or or behave erratically with a fake one. Yeah. I can. Oh no, but I wouldn't be the fake one. What I am, I'm gonna just take over that fake one's place. Yeah, I don't think they're controllable unless you take the level ten alt that allows you to basically have the lost vikings okay um but you can still switch out in case in case when you play the three card monte 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 and they, fi monte. And they figure <laughs> you out and you get low health you can switch to one of your other dudes and like maybe make a getaway or something like that you yeah. can you can deke out well the they, enemy. they've stated that they are increasing the power levels of valera nova zeratul samuro in various ways to compensate for this stealth nerf i think it's a great idea i need stealth to be shaken up a little bit so uh, we'll see when it hits the ground that's when we can really make judgments but from what i've heard i think it's uh, i think there's some smart stuff going on there and also there's this sylvana statue john can't live without just wanted to mention that okay thank you you betcha um for some reason it's in the oh now is this the thing you say you're saying bo was doing he was putting in the statue throughout the notes uh -huh. okay all right now i get it you You've skipped a few of them yeah. uh, already. It's uh, it, which is fine by all means. Continue to skip them, but yeah, he's <laughs> sprinkled in mentions of a statue in just about every section of the notes. <laughs> the next section has the Savannah statue will look great on your bookshelf while you stream Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you crack me up! Um, all right, big major updates coming in 2018. New camera zoom level. So. John's already cheating with his extra wide monitor. Now he can be extra zoomed. And, He's going to uh, need a magnifying glass while he plays. <laughs> <laughs> I can see all the characters. I mean, it's, uh, not, it's not ridiculous, right? It's not like you're zooming out to space. It's like a, you know, it's a reasonable couple of more well, levels. I, I don't know. I'm curious because I played it on the, on the demo station, and to me it just looked like heroes. I didn't notice that they had done anything. And I think the reason I felt like they hadn't done anything is I'm already used to seeing more of the screen. Yeah. And so I know there's going to be some sort of impact uh, in there somewhere. So uh, I'm very curious what it's going to look like on cheating this Ultra impact. Wide. Core, it's a cheating impact. It's gonna core happen. to core. It's just going to be, I'm going to be like, it's going to be like the Matrix. I'm going to just see it all. It's yeah. all going to be. Could you be able to watch, uh, you watch, uh, Stukov push somebody nine miles across the screen and <clears throat> get to see the entire thing. Yeah, I can take that uh, talent where Thrall, his earthquake, earth splitter thing yeah. goes across the entire map. I can use that like a skill shot now. Mm. That's out of the game. It's out of the game. Well, I could have. Could have. They did, yeah. they was ahead of its time. Could Bring it back, Blizzard, because now I can use it properly. Could have, should have, would have. Chat room is saying that, uh, let's see, God Zego, Sego, whatever his name is, I heard it was in uh, an observer camera level, so that's how far away it is. Like replay range is uh, yeah, where the range is. Yeah, there's a few levels out you can zoom in observer, and I think it's the equivalent of the first one. Okay, 
I'm I'm happy to have some of that. I mean, I I, I wonder why I would ever any, need anything lower. I would probably max out range and stay there. Um, I I can't think of any reason why I'd want to zoom in anymore. Other than hey, look at my character, isn't that cool? But not in play. I'd want to have as much view, as much visibility as possible. I would assume. I don't know. Yeah, yeah but but take the thing that you're losing is depending on how good you are uh, at micro. Everything's that much smaller to click on. Mm. That's so really if that matters point. to you or not, that's where you're losing, potentially losing some refinement. Yeah. You can zoom your camera in a little bit, though, with the mouse wheel. I assume you can still keep the zoom level where it is and then switch when you're comfortable or not switch at all. Like, I, this was, this was surprising. I don't mind it, but it was surprising to me. I felt totally fine with the zoom level. Mm. This is so funny. It's the company back in the StarCraft 1 and the Diablo 2 days that were like, nope, sorry, 640 by 480, live with it. Do you remember that? That was like a big deal back then. I remember it every time I played Diablo. I think, <laughs> what is with this? What's happened? Yeah, they're like, we're sorry. We're like, we hey, Blizzard, the whole rest of the industry has games that let you zoom out, including other strategy games. Yeah, whatever. We're not doing it. I mean, they were hardcore against that back in the 90s. Apparently no more. So anyway, you can zoom out. There you have it. Integrated voice chat. This one's a little weird to me. Uh, I mean, maybe it shouldn't be. But it's the way it is, in the way that it's integrated into Overwatch, it will now be integrated into the game of Heroes of the Storm, which means possibly better communication with randos and that sort of thing. Um, goes without saying that that's possible, I suppose, but I don't know why this is, I don't know why they're doing, well, I guess I do know why they're doing this. They want people to communicate, but I don't think people yeah. are. I think Here. people are going to go, la, 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 until you mute them. That's what I think is going to happen. Right, right, and that's fine. You mute those people. Penis, 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 penis. See what I'm doing? You make sure you want to mute me. Mute, muted, <laughs> and then he's done, and then I can talk to the people that are pleasant. I, I don't know what it is. I was so against this feature, and somehow I've turned around on it. I don't know how much I'm going to use it because I frequently am playing Heroes while I have other things going on, and people don't need to know what I'm watching on Netflix uh, while I'm playing Heroes. Yeah. But... Um, I'm hopeful for it, and I, I think part of it is last night I played a game. I, I went into a game, and I was playing Ana, my my sweet level three Ana. Mm -hmm. um, and I went in there, and the comp they decided to give me was Ana, Malfurion, uh, Taronda, Murky, and Alarak, who was an AI. Mm, perfect. <laughs> so nailed it. It was it was that versus a legitimate comp. Like, an actual solid, oh, hey, we could go play that comp. And we knew what was going to happen. And so we got in, we took a look at it, and sure enough, everybody in chat was like, wow, look at what we got. All right, well, we'll just do our best. We'll have fun. We'll, you know, try to make them earn it. We know how this is going to go, but let's have a good time. And then people started joking around, when do we fight? And then people started talking about their fake grievances and it was fun. It was lighthearted. It was good. And that can be something that can happen over voice chat, too. So if people are dicks, you mute them and then you don't hear from them ever again. And then you have a team that's presumably there to work with you and you can talk to them. And yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for the first show after voice chat. <laughs> what is the game? <laughs> we now have this to play back. Yeah, I'm trying to be everybody. more positive, everybody. <laughs> no, I think Why it's got, everybody's so negative. You've got the right. Time. I think you have the right attitude about it, and uh, I'm ready for it to be there as an option. That's great. I think their tech is good. We we use BattleNet chat, like the BattleNet app chat for almost everything we do, 
and it's no problem. That thing's great. Um, zero issues with it. So I'm not worried about the tech at all. For those that are like, well, BattleNet chat works fine, and that's all I need. Well, that requires coordination, and you need to know those people to add them to groups and then have voice chat. This is rando town. You can get in and not know those three other guys, and they can now talk to you, and you can talk to them. And if it works out well and they're not dicks, uh, you may have a better match as a result. So it's fine. I, I am looking forward, as Bo says, to I want to hear this implemented. I want to hear what that community sounds like. And if you don't want to use it, don't use it. Like, that's what I don't get is people are like, oh, well, I'm not going to use it. So I hope the other people enjoy it. Okay. Then the other people enjoy it and you don't benefit from it. That's fine. That's totally still better than what we have now, which is none. Yeah, I I agree. Totally agree. It's how this is. This uh, Yeah. People are going to be weird about it. That's just the way it is. But we need to record a lot of funny stuff. That's the main thing. Oh, yeah. It's going to help us a lot. Yeah. It'll give us content. Do we have to get permission to I don't think I do. so. I don't know. You know what I'm looking forward to is when we queue up as four and we get that fifth in our team and John pretends he's Uther. It's going to be it's gonna be really fun. <laughs> oh, fact, it's going to be so we fun. We should pretend we're all characters. voice actors from the game. Yeah, totally, dude. I am now. Yeah. I'm looking we're forward fun to with it. it. We're going to have fun. Welcome, lad. We're ready for an adventure. Are you ready to join us? Yeah, I'm sure. This is going to be like this is going to be like Bo's Blue Hole PUBG nights, where he would talk about Blue Hole the entire time, isn't it? I Welcome, see you've Jake. decided to hang out in the bottom lane and not help us. That's fine, but we might win if we band together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. If you're always like positive Uther, then I am yeah. suddenly I'm all on board. This terrible yeah. idea. It's gonna be good. This is gonna be revolutionary for us. I predict. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, so that's happening. Regen globes are now allied for four seconds. They then become neutral for four. Uh, that's crazy. So no longer are they little grayed out bulbs for you if you're on the other team. They are only that until someone eats them. Uh, and if they don't eat them now, you can you can eat them. Just crazy. I don't know why that's like so crazy to me, but doesn't that seem like it's a? a I don't it's going to be a blood battle for those glow. You're now going to want to sit in the lane and be like, oh, if I protect this, yeah, I will I will get it, and there'll be a reason to like. I don't know. There's a strategic element to this that really cranks my shaft or shafts my crank or turns my crank yeah shaft puts a shaft right on your crank got it (laughs) yeah Uh, i love this this is great i like this change uh target information panels when you hover over your enemy so that's pretty cool uh they showed in videos like when uh like a two three characters get sucked into uh uh in into maw as an example you see their little icons above it as so you know what what heroes are in there right now um which i think is very helpful as well there's a lot of little things like that that they're bringing, which is pretty cool. The structures, we talked about this in the interview a little bit, but they are taking out ammunition. They all have true sight, which means they can reveal. Uh, third tower near forts and keeps are removed. They're gone. They were just sort of extemporaneous freaking paper mache shitheads. They weren't good for anything, so they're gone. Ah. Uh, it was noticed in a developer stream that side walls will now be destroyed when your tower and gates are destroyed. So that means we don't have to sit around and try to blow those up for vision anymore, I guess. They just blow up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was not mentioned any major stuff, but that's pretty big. It is big. It's just, I don't know, it's one less thing you're doing to ensure best visibility. So who knows what that translates to in a game. But uh, then they're talking about map unification. Map objective timings are going to be unified across all maps so players have less per map information to know. 
So that's interesting. What do you what do you make of that, Bo? The the idea. I think of, that's good. Yeah. Because I think it gets a little overwhelming remembering, or in my case, trying to get people to remember. You know, it, this is going to happen. We have to take the camp, the siege camp at like what is it? Two minutes in on Cursed Hollow, as mm-hmm. quick as possible, because then the tribute comes up. You know, like so that there's a sort of unification. Everyone's going to know. I don't know what the time will be, but like at three minutes, it's objective time. So. Yeah, I just think it's clear. I think this makes a lot of sense because there's so many maps now. Are you? Do you think any of these things I've mentioned so far um, are addressing your map, your your uh, Abathur in the bottom lane problem that you were talking yes, about the other day? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. It's the only thing is I think just forts and keeps need more guns. One yeah. isn't enough, but um, apart from that, like yeah, they ex- they went into great detail explaining how they're trying to keep the game time the same, but make it so that your forts and keeps are more defensible. Mm-hmm. So I quite like. I, I'm hoping we will. It'll bear out once these are all in the game. But I, it sounds like it's going to be tougher to take out these forts and keeps. Yeah, it sounds that way. That sounds good to me. Merc changes. Night camps. Night camps rather offer spell armor to n- nearby allies. Uh, that includes heroes. So that's the thing. Uh, it's interesting these changes. Siege camps attacks will be dodgeable. I thought they already were, but is it only some of them that are? It's it's enemy when the enemy captures it and it pushes down the lane you can dodge them but when you're capturing a camp yeah it hits you it's got homing device those stones have homing nano computers and right I thought they still did the oh I guess it's once they're out yeah yeah, yeah. you're right okay uh, siege camps attacks will be dodgeable so we said that hellback camps will reduce armor uh, and stacking it stacks so oh, they did like I don't know, I think it's like seven percent armor debuff but continues to stack. Got it. The more times you're hit with it. So, that. what do you think all those? What do you think the merc changes are for? Because they all they're all kind of weird. None of them seem none of them seem aimed at anything particular to me. They just seem like oh, these are some weird little changes to merc camps. What they want the us night... to push with them instead of just let them go do their own thing. Mm. Well, well, the night camps in particular because there's a benefit to being with them. I think the siege camps is just to allow more heroes to take them. Because if you're someone with a pretty fragile health pool, you can't take them. Yeah. So because they're dodgeable, you just have to have more skill. Like if you're on Junkrat, like oh my god, Junkrat can't take it, can't take no. camps to save his life. But yeah. if I can dodge the siege hits, yeah. I actually have a shot of taking it without taking too much life damage. They tell you what my yeah. what my favorite Junkrat troll move is. If I told you this, here you go. No. Go into a siege camp. You're in there with some friends. You're all killing stuff. Knights, whatever. It doesn't matter where you're at. Uh, put a concussion grenade down and blow all of them out of there. <laughs> That's a really annoying thing to do to your friends. Your teammates must appreciate that. Yeah, they that must happens. love it. Scott did it to me once. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't even realize that he did it to me either. It's just like I killed what I thought was the last bad guy and nothing happened. And then slowly this merc comes around the corner back into the area. I was like, oh. And it takes what? him a while. How did he get there? Yeah, it takes him a while. It's not immediate. So John's standing on the pad like, why isn't this converting? Why am I not getting globes and coins or whatever? And it took that guy forever to walk around. I think it's really funny. But I experimented on you, just so you know. That's yeah, where I learned I, it. I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from you. All right. What else? Oh, perf- okay. The big deal. Performance-based matchmaking. Again, right, we take- talked to Claudio a bit about this, but let's get into it. Bo? This seems like a heaven-sent thing for guys like me and you, doesn't it? Okay. Yes. So, 
This is huge. This is what we've... I think we... I know I talked a lot about it before. I had my own ideas on how to improve rank play. Um, this is huge. What this potentially means is that that you will be less punished if you performed really well in your team and you took a loss, or you will be given bonuses if you performed super well in your role in the team and also won. Mm. And the graphs they showed during the BlizzCon presentation, if you didn't have a chance to see it, showed that you'll be getting closer to probably your true MMR state considerably faster using this new system. And the thing that I thought was so clever, like like Asmodan level of clever, Whoa. was that the MVP system that we thought was kind of fluff is actually the baseline system. Like, it's the foundation on which the second story of system is being put on top of. So you thought it was just a corny MVP system, but in fact, it's the underpinnings for how they're going to determine uh, where you land in ranked play. So if you do... And I if thought you, that was it, like... I was like... So even if you lose a, a game, this has happened to all of us. If we lose a game, but we're still MVP, that right there is a sign of our performance rising above just a simple on-off lose-win lose scenario. Instead, right. it's saying, okay, well, you were really good at these things, and your personal performance pushes you ahead, not your loss or your win, which previous to this, it was win-loss. Like, that was it. If you lost, you don't progress. If you win, you progress, and it's very slow. That's right. Yeah. Fast and it would only it would only identify streak. So if you're on a lose streak or a win streak, you might get bonuses. Mm. Or if the MMR differentials were considerable, you might get bonuses. But this this allows for a more immediate feedback. And one of the interesting things that the system allows them to do too is punish people who GG at three minutes and don't push or press their buttons as much. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to use machine learning to determine what constitutes someone on a particular character contributing a lot versus someone who doesn't. And, and I just think that's pretty neat. I find it fascinating and I'm keeping a very open mind personally on this because if I, if I gain in rank, thanks to this system, I'll be very grateful because I don't have all day, every day to play games. So I'm hoping to get to where I need to be yeah. sooner. I think, so I, like I, I think this is going to really benefit people who are in the middle too. I think people like me who started rough in this game and but play pretty well now but still feel like their MMR is in you know jail uh that this should help us a lot like I think players like me and and maybe a lesser extent John who's I think is better than me in many ways but you're gonna see a pretty big uptick I think season yeah. to season on where you end up it actually makes me want to play ranked games is the other thing yeah because I I feel like now there might be a path out yep right yep. like because like your personal performance thing. may matter more, well, will matter more than it would have previous. So you still, you're still ahead if you're kicking butt and your team sucks. Right. I mean, you still have to win games. You're right. not gonna, you're not gonna go up losing game after game after game. But at least now I don't have to feel as bad if I have a game where my team has thrown the game, but at least I tried my best. You yeah. know, like that's not going to hurt me as much as it did in the past. And likewise, if we have a game where we win and I really helped my team out, that's going to be a bigger push forward than before. So I would say it gives hope. I don't know if it's going to cure all that ails the ranked system currently. Um, but I think it, I said it last time we, we had an episode. 
I think it's going to bring interest back to ranked. And I think getting more people in there is also a key ingredient to making ranked a better place. We need more bodies in there. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, this is the exact wording of it. Win losses are still paramount to rank progression, almost as paramount as John obtaining the Sylvanas statue. So there you go. Yeah, yeah almost. <laughs> Got it. Almost there. Uh, other tidbits unrelated to BlizzCon announcements or the Sylvanas statue. There was a balance patch during BlizzCon. Uh, go read those notes if you're into it. We will mention this, though. Karazim has a plus 25% move speed when hitting a hero for two seconds on all trait options at level one. That's great. Also, yeah. That's real good. It's so good. Yep. It's not just an Iron Fist anymore. It's all three of them get it. Yep. It's going uh, to it's gonna, it's gonna feel like a bug at first, but that's... It's an intentional thing. Uh, yeah. So that's a deal. Uh, there's a new Sylvanas statue. John really wants it. And finally, <laughs> Lily, rework on the PTR. What the hell? I, why? What? She's great. What do we need to do with her? Is it just because she's old and they're bored with her or what? How come Lily's getting to it? I, I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. I was like, there's so much to take in, and it's been such an exhausting week. Like, I've been... I'm like I can't even look at this right now. That's yeah. great. I just put, uh, there's a Lily rework. If you're a fan, go check it out. Otherwise, go check it yeah. out. The short version is almost every talent got touched in some way. The biggest change is Kung Fu Hustle, uh, which I believe used to be a level 20 talent. There's a lesser version of it now baked into her kit by default. Man. So what that means is when she takes damage, she gets a movement speed increase, but now she will also get a slightly reduced cooldown on her abilities. So you are going to want to be a Lily in the thick of it. Mm. Um, and that should be interesting. We'll we'll see how it goes. I haven't gotten to try it, but you should try it. I'm down with trying it. I'd like Lily, so we'll see what's up there. Um, Don't let us tell you what to think. You go try it for yourself. Get into the game yourself. All right, I think before we go that dear Martha should sum things up. The BlizzCon, the announcements, whatever whatever he's writing home about, we want to hear it. So here it is. My dearest Martha, today I return victorious from BlizzCon. Martha, it's a good time. There's a lot of walking. There's Gatorade. <laughs> There's many things for a man to enjoy. Why, Martha, they even announced a new item for sale at their trading goods store. <laughs> Martha, they said I could buy a statue of our general, Sylvanas Windrunner. It's an amazing statue, Martha, but I'm afraid in order to get it, I've had to sell the house. <laughs> Martha, this isn't so much a letter home as it is an eviction notice. We expect you out by winter's start. Don't feel bad for me, Martha. I've got a new statue to keep me warm. <laughs> yeah. Tell the kids I love them, though not as much as this statue. And I will see you in the next life, along with my statue. Yours in this life and the next. <laughs> Guy Fieri fan, 47. Wait, why Guy Fieri? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea where that came from, honestly. Man, oh. if, if, if only he had a Guy Fieri I, statue. He did the Sylvanas one and sleep with that at night. I was oh. going to go with statue guy, but I felt like it was a little on the nose. <laughs> and so I was thinking guy, and I just uh, make it 
Guy Fieri. We did a, um, it should be said, and I, if I can get the audio, we'll put it on the feed, but the the little panel thing we did for uh, World of Podcasts on Thursday last week um, featured a impromptu uh, Dear Martha, which was fantastic, but here's the thing that happened. I didn't have this with me, so I couldn't play that. The best I could do is hold a microphone <laughs> to my mouth and go... So when we get that, y'all all uh, you'll all enjoy it. I need to get a, Todd. It, the, here's the problem: Todd Whitehead, who did all the recording for that, he's got it. But that guy's so into World of Warcraft right now. That's the only place I ever see him, and he and I can't get him to answer me. So get on it. Somebody tell Todd. Damn it, we need that audio so that the world will be a better place. All it's right. good too because it happens while we're all nearly being crushed by a sign. So a yeah. lot happened. There's a whole narrative about it. Oh yeah, I forgot the whole impetus. There was the sign was falling. Bo was saving lives, and and we were <laughs> like, and they assembled that with duct tape. I I took a look behind the curtain and I it was in shock. Yeah, it was not OSHA approved. There's a thing approved. called bolts in this world. <laughs> you put put things together using bolts. It was duct tape together. It was oh my god. Yeah, that was some sweet. Yeah. Um, that was some sweet uh, business there. Well done, guys. OSHA will be sending you your uh, fines. You'll be getting fines soon. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you all for listening to the show. No emails this week because we knew we had enough stuff to do. But we are going to play some games after this, so come on uh, back or stay on the stream, and we'll uh, we'll be in there checking out what's what, playing a few games, getting our feet wet, all that good stuff. In the meantime, go to sylvanasforyou.com. Sorry, heroesforyou.com is our website. <laughs> it says to slash join Sylvanas statue in the game to play with us and other listeners. Uh, core at heroesforyou.com is our email address. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Bo Schwartz, Statue Johnson, and John underscore Windrunner. Oh, of course, Core Heroes. Don't forget that. That's going to do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo, and for that damn statue. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Perhaps.